0: Well hello there one and all, and welcome to this week's episode of the Rowdy Opinionated Ginger Podcast. I'm Ems Ray Searle, and funnily enough, I'm your rowdy and oftentimes opinionated host. Before we dive into this week's episode, I do have a quick disclaimer. Due to the controversial nature of some of my many, many opinions, I feel obligated to inform you that all of my thoughts and musings are my own, but as always, you are more than welcome to challenge any opinions you may disagree with, the more the merrier. There is no learning or growth without challenge. Alrighty then, let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Rowdy Opinionated Ginger. This week, I've got something a little bit more fun for you guys. I have brought on a guest. It is my intention to have a guest for every fifth episode, um, because I don't want it to just be all guests, and then you never actually hear any of my marvellous opinions. So this week, I have brought on the very wonderful Amanda Fern from Lyft Copywriting, and today we are going to be talking about generic copy, and how shit it is, and how how it can just get in the bin, to be quite frank with you. Um, So I'm going to leave you off with Amanda for a little bit. She's
1: going to talk a bit about her business, who she helps, and yeah off you go hi ems hi everyone i'm a copywriter and uh, my company is lift copywriting but i work with mainly with coaches and therapists and wellness professionals and why because i just think they're great people they are the healers of the world and they put things right so i really enjoy spending time with them um and what does a copywriter do well just about everything you read has been at some point uh, touched by a copywriter. So whether you've just bought a new kettle, uh, the instruction manual has been written by a copywriter, or if you read a website, or if you pick up a holiday brochure, all written by a copywriter. We're everywhere. Now, some of us um, work in uh, mainly in uh, digital, so we will work online, and then other people may may write other copy for different mediums, but. Yeah, so we're at the bottom of just about so pretty everything much
0: you read. Every business owner that you will have probably ever spoken to or ever met and to be honest, most of you are business owners yourselves. If you don't know who a copywriter is, then I would probably suggest that you go and look into one because unless you're a copywriter, the chances of you putting really compelling copy out there on a regular basis, especially for bigger like more important jobs, especially websites where you need to be able to kindly convert people, um they're important. They just really are. I don't think my business would be where it is at all without Amanda. She has helped me so much. We actually met at a networking event and networking events are another thing that I quite often say need to get in the bin. For me personally, I just don't enjoy most networking events that I've gone to. But I actually met Amanda through one so they can come in handy
1: (laughs) i'm very glad we did
0: (laughs) me too you've been like standing mum for me for the last year it's been fantastic but yeah so today we're going to be talking a little bit about generic copy um What springs to mind for me when I say the words generic copy is, you know, when you're scrolling through LinkedIn, as we all are at some point, whether it's boredom or because we actually have to for work, and you see all of those posts and every paragraph is just a sentence. And then at some point, they've got those bullet point lists and those bullet points are emojis. I don't know what it is, but it makes me want to set my own brain on fire because it's so overdone and it's not easy to read it is just clunky and it screams I'm doing what everyone else has done and it's not generic it's no it is generic it's not authentic at all um so yeah what's your stance on social posts
1: that are just a bit yeesh well I, th- I think this leads in quite nicely to one of my biggest bugbears, which is somebody has told you that you need to write in a particular way so they're telling everybody else exactly the same advice and so you end up with um copy which sounds generic um there is a temptation to look at other people and read their copy um, and try to emulate it because you really like them and then you end up not sounding like yourself Mm -hmm. which is where people fall into this trap of um I spoke to a client this afternoon about exactly the same thing. Um, she was like, I want to sound professional. I want to sound like the other people that I admire. And I want to sound like the other people in my industry so that I can compete with them. But at the same time, she ends up not sounding like herself. Um, and I, that takes a certain degree of courage um, to actually reflect who you are, your authentic self, your your business. Um, yeah. Yeah and i think this is this is also sometimes um it's very tempting to use um to to imagine copy is almost like social media prompts and templates as well um if you're going to for example write a blog it needs to come from you um, i don't think you can necessarily prompt somebody into writing a quality blog
0: yeah Yeah. And I think there's a huge difference between because I see this kind of thing all the time with clients that I work with. They're like, "Hmm, well, you know, I want to get as many eyes on my content as possible. So when it comes to something like a blog post, should I just fill it with as many keywords as humanly possible so that it gets picked up by Google? It's like, well, yeah, but if you sound like a robot, then no. Because nothing turns off a reader more than something that is clearly just keyword 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 adjective keyword yeah yeah (laughs) you need to be able to read it and you need to be able to get to know the person and trust the person and that's a huge part of the reason that In my business, when it comes to social media posts or LinkedIn or blog posts, I write the way that I talk. And that's probably the biggest bit of feedback I've ever gotten from anyone who's ever met me in real life and then read anything that I've written. They're like, you really do just write like you speak. It's like, well, yeah, because I want people to get to know me. And when they get to know me and they trust me and they go forward with one of my services in my business, they're going to be hearing me talk for an hour every week. And I need them to get how I talk and how I put things across in my writing. And there's a huge debate all the time. I see it most weeks about whether swearing in your copy is professional or not. I think if you're the kind of person that swears and doesn't really give a shit, then yes, it is professional because you are being your most authentic self. And if your most authentic self is someone who's a little bit sweary and rough around the edges, then you don't want the kind of clients that are going to be turned off by that. You want the kind of clients who are going to see that and be like, she's quite cool. Yeah. So I think swearing for me, it works. I think I have the word bullshit on my homepage somewhere. You do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Along with the word wizard. So (laughs) yeah, I, I just, I think if it works for you, if that's the kind of person that you are, whereas my sister Lovely Sarah, she doesn't swear. I mean, she does sometimes, but she's probably the least sweary of all of my siblings, including the teenagers. And so, if she were to run a business, if Sarah, if you're listening, I apologize for talking about you. Um, but, <laughs> but if she were to be running a business, her swearing left, right, and center, would feel wrong because that's not the kind of person that she is and she doesn't talk like that so it goes back to the way that you talk and the kind of person that you are especially like amanda and i we both work with coaches our audiences are primarily coaches so if you're going to be coaching someone you need
1: them to know who you are and what better way to do that than through your writing that's exactly what it is and and i've i've worked with coaches from um so many different backgrounds um coaches who coach uh, professional women coaches who work with um juvenile offenders um coaches who uh, work at the professional end of things then there was the coaches who specifically focus on personal coaching um hypnotherapists aromatherapists reiki healers past life regression therapists um and each one has their own unique identity and it only takes a half an hour conversation with them to tease out some information about why they're doing it the journey that they've been on the qualifications how they approach it and each individual coach is so individual if you saw them um, as a gallery of all their faces in a gallery you could tell their individual features by by looking at them but this individuality comes through online through writing mm-hmm. um, and a lot of coaches i've i've helped them to talk less about their qualifications for example and more about their human connections with people and this comes through comes through writing and it's very strong the identity that you get um through through reading somebody's for example of their bio or their amount about me page um on their website so yeah it's uh incredibly important for coaches to um to find their tone of voice and that's actually a a procedure that you go through it's it's something that you work um with a with a professional or um whether that's a coach or whether it's a writing coach like me but it has is a procedure that you need to go through it's not something that's just going to you know, you yeah. pull straight out of the ether.
0: Absolutely. It's about finding your identity. And if you took a look, <laughs> I hate that phrase, but if you took a look on Instagram, I had a little bit of a scroll through, you know, if you went through sort of the UK business hashtag, for example, on Instagram, you'd probably see that an awful lot of the branding is very similar, especially if you scroll down to the most recent post section, they are often very similar. Um, and they don't stand out and then when you get to the top the sort of highest performing posts for that hashtag that's when you start seeing all of the like selfies of people because they're being really relatable and they're showing who they are and they're talking about who they are in their lives and the really wacky branding that's really out there because the people who do best are the people that have a really solid brand and that brand comes through all the way into the way that you talk. And that could be down to your website copy, that could be down to the kind of posts that you're putting on social media. But for an awful lot of it, it even comes down to the way that you talk to people in the comments section. Having those words and just little key things that are you. And whether you're an emoji user or not, I think too many of them can be a little bit ick, but I if I'm going to be using a heart emoji it's always the yellow one because it kind of matches (laughs) my brand and that's my thing now people have started getting like are you upset with me if I don't put a yellow heart on the end of my comment to them and it's one of those little tiny tiny things that you don't even have to think about it's just a character on a keyboard but it makes people think of me now and having just those fun little quirks Um, that's, that's so important. And there are so many different words that you can use that like having just a list of words that you sort of go back to. And these are, you know, this is my tone of voice. And these are words that I use frequently because they help my client get from A to B and they're really memorable. So I've got a system in my business um, and it's talking about the kinds of content that you put out there and it's debate, educate, and relate. The fact that they all rhyme just makes it so much easier for people. Before I had names for them, um, it was more difficult for people to understand what they should be doing. But I made it, I came up with three words, they all rhyme. And those words, whenever someone thinks debate, educate, relate, they think of me, especially if they've worked with me anyway. And having those words are so important. Some of my clients, one of my clients, Eugenie, she's fantastic. I don't think I've ever met anyone use the word iconic as much as she does. But it's so her. It it fits her so well. And it makes her feel really real and authentic. And she talks about finding your iconic elements and your iconic self. And it can, from someone who doesn't know who she is, look a little bit like she's overusing them but I, I 100% disagree, because I feel like it's a huge part of who she is. That's, the, that's how she talks in person. Mm-hmm. I've had so many sessions with this woman. She's phenomenal. That is how she talks. So from an outsider's perspective, she's doing an incredible job of talking to her audience the way that she talks, even when it's in writing. I hate when you see a website that looks really, really stuffy. It's really bland and the writing has absolutely no personality. But then you watch one of their videos and they're a firebomb.
1: Yeah, it's very upsetting to me. <laughs> yeah, which is why um, it, when I meet with someone and we, and we work through their brand language and their tone of voice, that the last thing that I do is I, I put a word bank at the the end of their their documentation because these are the words that I've heard them use. These are the words that I know that they relate to. They're shiny. Yep, they're attention-grabbing. And love them. Mm -hmm. And these are the words that come out of their mouths, so I know that they love them. But also their ideal client on a subliminal level will also love those words too. So that's a really good way of kind of um, working on a different level in order to um, get the right people, attract the right people.
0: Yes, exactly. Having those words that just sort of fit and sound like the person that you're You know advertising whether it's for someone else like with amanda doing writing for other people or whether it's just for yourself like you need to have those specific things that make you really stand out because the whole point of marketing is to be a bit of an attention seeker so if you're holding back a little bit uh, this is going to raise some heckles and i'm very aware but if you're going to hold back you're never going to put your best foot forward and you're not going to be seen for who you are and the transformations that you can make. You need to be seeking attention. And if that is, you know, picking a few words that are a little bit out there that a lot of people don't use, but it's how you talk and it's how your clients see you and the kind of person that they want to be working with, then go ahead, overuse the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. Just do it in a way that sounds natural. Yeah, And just stop thinking too much obviously seo as we all know is incredibly important but don't put keywords over personality
1: no it's got a real read like a proper story exactly and, um, i like an seo to poetry because you have a very tight format or form to work within um, but if you can use those seo uh, keywords and terms um, but use them into natural organic copy that reads beautifully from beginning to end and tells a story then that's the way to use your that's seo
0: artwork anyone who can take <laughs> random keywords mash them into writing so that it sounds incredibly natural and like it's you talking never let them go never let that copywriter out of your sight
1: <laughs> i have done so much of that in the past. <laughs> if you need
0: that contact amanda <laughs> oh crikey Anyway, I think that's probably all that we've got time for today. So, long story short, TDLR, generic copy can get in the bin. Absolutely. Yep. Anyway, it's been lovely chatting with you, Amanda. And And we shall see you next week. Bye, guys. Alrighty then, my turtle doves. It appears that's all we have time for this week. If you have anything you wish to add, please do get in touch using the information in the description. I'd love to hear from you. Keep an eye out for next week's episode going live first thing on Friday morning. Until then, stay rowdy, keep your eyes peeled and don't get scammed.